Welcome to Speak with Ibukun, a podcast where we'll listen to the life stories of individuals just like us, people who have lived long, fruitful lives. Even if you've lived one day, it is one day of fruitful living, is my opinion. I would like to say welcome to my guest, and I would ask you to introduce yourself. And do you want to remain anonymous? No, my name is, or was, Helen Naomi, Helen Naomi Richards. Helen Naomi Richards, brilliant. And you would want to refer, you want me to refer to you as Helen? Yes, please. Brilliant. I will do. There's someone else with you there, Helen. Will, will they yeah. introduce themselves? Yes, I think so. Go on. Peter. Okay. I'm Helen's husband. And I'm sitting in on this as Helen has a, a level of Alzheimer's. Mm. So finds remembering things a little bit more difficult. So I'm here just to kind of possibly occasional. Um, prompting or reminding Helen about a detail that I know about that she's not yet mentioned. Okay. Thank you, Peter, for helping Helen record her decades. It, it's such a wonderful thing to be able to remember your life from childhood to where you are today. This is going to be an interesting series. Thank you, Helen, for trusting us, the listeners, with your story. Okay, so we'll start with your earliest memory. What is your earliest memory? Um, well, I don't remember it because I, <laughs> but I'm, I'm told I was born in a sweet shop in Wells. My mother-in-law owned the sweet shop and my mother helped there and I was born there. So let me understand this correctly. Your mother-in-law owned the sweet shop. She owned it. Wow. She, yeah, she didn't. She wasn't around then. Um, okay. So, so you grew up to marry her son. If if I can if I can interject actually, if we can. Yes. Because it was your grandfather. It, it, it was your father's mother. Yes, father's mother. Mm. So, mm. so it was mother's, um, not your mother-in-law. Mm. No, no, mother's no, no, no. mother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was your grandma's sweet shop. You were born in. Mm. Yeah. yeah mm. That's better. That's wow. It. How Sorry. did how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting question, but I was never told. <laughs> Okay, so wow, you were born in a sweet shop. Okay, so you were born into a family of how many siblings, or were you the first child? Oh no, no, no! I was the one, two, three. I was the fourth child. I had an older brother, John, and then a sister who Mary, mm. and then. Margaret came after that. She was very close to me in age, mm -hmm. only a, a year or two between us. Mm -hmm. So Margaret, yeah, that's a, that's the four of us. I was the only one born in the sweet shop because my grandmother, I don't know, I no, I shouldn't go there really. I think she probably had passed it over. 
then and mother worked there for a while but yeah and then we went we lived in wells in chamberlain street mm. we lived in chamberlain street in a house it's still there now and it was all to do in 1942 so it would have been sort of the end of the war coming up mm. or the war years mm-hmm. um, that's the end of world war Two. yeah okay so you were born in 1942 so today you're uh, how old well i'm i'm 79 now okay yeah. so that's eight decades for us to walk with you so we're starting from ages zero to 10. You've shared with us a wonderful birth story, born in a sweet shop. <laughs> what do you remember between the ages of zero to 10? Mm-hmm. Well, I had, as I said, I've got my sister who was about one, a year and a half, two years older than I, yeah. so Margaret. And my memories are Margaret and I sleeping in a basement. Mm. and then it as I say it was war years mm. so if there were anything happening over aircraft coming over mm. we'd go down into the kitchen downstairs mm. and then we'd go under the kitchen table mm. um, that was Margaret and John mm. no Margaret and I I think because I think Mary and John I don't know. I can't remember what happened with them, but Margaret and I, I certainly remember. Mm. Mm. And then as the war continued and it was very unpleasant, father decided to move to another house up in New Street, which is um, still in Wells, Mm. but on the Bristol Road. Mm. And we lived there. And that had that was a lovely house, yeah. I can remember mother and father were on one side of us. We were on the outside. Mother and father. Then there was John, and then there was Mary at the bottom. Mm. And then you you need to know this, don't you? And then, <laughs> then no, go on. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> So, so even though the war had sort of, how would I describe it? It, it? it had calmed down a bit. You were still affected, obviously, by the aftermath. So what was that like growing up in post-World War II Britain, Wales specifically even? Yeah, I mean, it, because we had the soldiers going up the road and down at times, I can remember seeing those, Mm. but as time went on, that was when we were in Chamberlain Street. Mm. But then in New Street, it was just a different world. It was it was all lovely. We had a big garden. Mm. Yeah, we all we were all there. Mary and John and well, I've told you that, and it was just fun. And it had a, I mean, it was a large garden. We had a a row of, I think it's 32, 33 chestnut trees going up one stage. And then a swing at the top, which I remember we used to go on, Margaret and I. And mm. uh, Then over to the left would be, we'd keep some ducks and turkey and some ducks and chickens. 
so that was there. Okay. And then father would have his vegetable garden down at the bottom. We looked over. And then we had a tennis court. Oh. And so, yeah, it was big. It was good. And I can remember, yeah, lots of fun there. Mm. Lots of fun. And I can remember mother had a a chest of cupboards. And then you're, you could get your little ones, could get their feet underneath. Mm-hmm. And Margaret and I often used to do that and open the doors to see what was in there. In there. <laughs> you entertained yourselves from the sounds oh, of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so do you remember what your relationship was like with your father and mother in, in those uh-huh. early years? It was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Father was a, a plumbing, in plumbing and engineering. Okay, and he, he, that was in Wells, not far from where we lived originally. Mm. And so he worked then. Later, John joined him, and he mm. got older. Yeah, what else do I remember from there? It was just lots of fun. Mm. I mean, even my grandmother from Coxley used to come up, and you know, they'd have a bat and pretend to get a ball over the net <laughs> such fun and Margaret and I used to play and oh um yeah hit the ball around yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and I don't know we we did have huge fun there mm. it was great oh. I, as I said grandmother would lived in Coxley Mm. and um she four miles away yeah four Mm. miles away Mm. and we we'd walked out out there from wells Mm. which is a good mile four miles yeah go backwards and forwards and yeah we used to have lots of fun there Mm. we used to go to a baptist church in wells Mm -hmm. and yeah that was good Mm -hmm. and then we used to go there with We'd have Sunday school then. I can remember having lessons. I can <laughs> go, used to be one of our teachers mm-hmm. and other people. And we <laughs> I can remember all sorts of things from there. Follow us on Instagram at Speak Podcast and you will find each guest has an interesting fact or picture to share with you. Let's get back to the interview. And then uh, we'd have the children's side. We used to go on an outing once a year. Okay. And we'd go to Bournemouth or we'd go to Weymouth or somewhere like that. And we'd go on donkey rides. Oh. So you you lived (laughs) on the beaches? On the beach. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That that sounds like such an idyllic childhood. How would you uh, describe yourself as a child? Were you you, uh, uh, a cheeky child, a precarious child, or a lovely, lovely girl? (laughs) How would you describe yourself as a child? No. Mother used to have a finger like that. If we were naughty, it used to get put out at you like a crooked finger yeah Yeah. first finger yes and if we were really naughty she'd strap us in a chair Mm -hmm. and we had to sit there until she's you know we said sorry mummy Mm. and that was that okay Um, 
And that was for mm. Margaret and for myself. Mm. I don't remember how the oldies got up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they never told me. <laughs> John and Mary found a way out of it. So <laughs> did, you, did you find yourself in that chair often then, Helen? Oh, if I, yeah, if we were naughty, we sat in it. Mm. We had to until she, until we said, sorry, mummy. Then mm. she'd have us down again. But yes, we did. And she was very firm. Mm. She was a firm mother, but she was very, she also very loving. Mm. Mm. Was your dad firm? Oh, yes. But yes, if we were naughty at night, Father would be sent upstairs to give us a smack on the legs. Mm. So we knew then if he if he was sent upstairs, we were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a good indication of how much trouble you were in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you it sounds like you had a very enjoyable first decade at um in, in terms of your family relationships. So how was school? How was school with you? Did you have school friends that you got along um, well with? The first school we went to, there was a gentleman who lived in Wells Mm. and whose daughter was young our age. And he used to drive us up to Horrington, Mm. just a short way out of Wells, small Mm. village. And we used to have school there. And we had to be very attentive. Mm. And, yeah, that was fun. I can't remember the names of them there now. But, yeah, we had a good time there. Mm -hmm. And then after that finished, because that was just infants primary school. Mm. And then after that, we went into the, or was it, was that that Horrington? And then it would have been... Um, in what was the world's high school then? That's when okay. you were past your first decade. Oh no, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be definitely going to be on 10 years old. Okay, so you, you liked school? Did you like school? Well, apart from the mistresses, they were very, very, I had to be really behave myself there. <laughs> it's very well, hard. Well, I was going to say, was that difficult, Helen? <laughs> For for the listeners, you can't see Helen. She has such an animated face. I can only imagine what she was like (laughs) as a child. But was that difficult for you, Helen, behaving yourself in that decade? Well, we had um, them. We'd have that they used to use the cane then. Mm, mm. So um, I had one of the worst things was the um, was the mistress who had. who did elocution lessons. Okay. And, you know, I come from Wells. Yes. So I, we used to do R's and naughty words like that, and R's O-R, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she used to come up, I can't remember names now, mm. gotten them. She used to stamp her feet at me mm. and roll the tape and me, come up, don't roll your R's, girl. Mm. <laughs> like, don't roll your R's. <laughs> we we try and do, and I can remember doing 
with Margaret and I, we had to do elocution lessons. Yeah. Um, one of the things we did was things like pretending we were Romeo and Juliet and things like that. So you uh, you can't with a Welsh with a <laughs> Somerset accent doing Romeo and Juliet was an impossibility for me. So. <laughs> She gave up with me in the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> not really, not really. But it was, yeah, I had to sort of try to learn mm. how to speak correctly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you do need to learn how to, to to articulate and make sure you pronounce all your... Yeah, all uh, that time. Yeah, all the wonderful uh, nuances of the English language. Wow, uh, that's a fascinating... Um, insight into what school was like back then mm. so in that decade would you say you formed any friendships outside of your family that you that you remember oh yes I remember somebody by the name of I think it was Sue Runchman and I remember uh, um oh I and I oh Mary somebody mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long Time but ago. they were good friends. They were good yeah. friends with you. Oh, great friends! Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, okay. So, from what you've told us so far, it it sounds like you had an idyllic upbringing. Well, your first decade so far it sounds like it was lovely. You got on well with your family as well as school friends. Is there anything that, well, that you remember that stands out in that decade in terms of something that happened to you? Oh, <laughs> my husband's trying to remind me. Um, in the summer, in the winter of 65, I think it was around. You were older then. Yeah, that, that would have been older. much older. Yeah. In the 60s, you were older. Yeah, but how, when did I go to Bognon then? Ah, um, when you had your pots fracture. Yeah. So that would have been, that probably would be in the early 50s. My brother had um, made a toboggan. Okay. And it mm. was heavy snow, really, really heavy snow mm. then. And so we took this toboggan up to, up to, on the Bristol Road to a place whereby you could use the toboggan down. Mm. It went down a nice slope. And at the bottom, at one place, there came a little, there was a little stream going past, uh, through it. Mm. And so John and, and Mary. A, and a fence. Eh? And a fence. And a fence, yes. And a okay. hedge, yeah. A hedge, okay. John and Mary, and we tried going down there. Mm. And we did it with some friends as well. And it was then that I went down and I put my foot out to stop the, because we are heading straight for the water mm. and try and keep us away from going down into that ditchy place. Mm -hmm. And the sledge went right over my foot. So I had Ooh. a pot's fracture then. <laughs> what is a pot's fracture? Well, I I should, oh, it's round the, the ankle joint. Well, mm. just the ankle joint. Oh. And uh, yeah, well. And I, so then I had to, they, <laughs> somebody must have um, rung for a doctor mm. and the doctor came and he, <laughs> bless his heart, 
it wasn't our own doctor, it was Dr Mullins. He carried me up the field to put in the, whatever it was, ambulance or car or whatever. Mm. And then I was taken to the hospital where I had it all dealt with. Mm. We keep referring back to you behaving yourself, but that must have been traumatic because you obviously saw it happen, you know, mm. to you. And in, in that sense, how did your parents react to it? Um, they were concerned. They were very mm. concerned. But the, the doctors at that stage, they were very good. Mm. And I had good treatment. And I can remember I was, once I got back home, mm. I was put on a bed in the, um, what was downstairs in the dining room. No, okay. it wasn't. Because as, 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 we had a billiards room, which father used to, his friends used to play billiards there. Mm. And then another room, which was the lounge. Mm. And then there was this room, which was going out the back. There's French windows to it mm. where you could just there was um, a sort of a bed that opened up mm. yeah and so I sat in there and yeah doctors came and saw me and yeah, saw that I was okay so mm. all was well you were yeah. taken care of at home well they nursed you back to, they nursed you back to good health at home oh yes they did Mm. No, I wasn't going to go on a toboggan again. <laughs> have you have you ever been on a toboggan or a sledge since then? No, no. no. <laughs> you learn, you learn. Okay, oh, you do. You do. <laughs> All fun-filled first decade you've taken us through, Helen. Mm. I asked this question, and it's you would hear it again and again as you go through your decades. Looking back on that decade, what is one thing that you now view differently now that you can see it in retrospect? I don't know that I think differently. I think that I'm very thankful mm. for the family that I had Mm. And for the way that I was brought up mm. and the way that they cared and loved for us and for my um, brothers and sisters, my brother and sisters. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They were good fun. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh. Okay. We'll learn more about how much of good fun they were in the decades that are to come. So thank you, Helen, for sharing with us your first decade. Listeners, I hope you're you're, you're excited to learn more about Helen's fascinating life as we go through the decades. And please remember to comment at our Instagram page, Speak Podcast, on thoughts and questions you would have liked to ask Helen if you were given the opportunity to do so. Catch you soon.